Yo, 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 this is DNA Mac 300. I'm here with episode 159 of True to Size. I'm a Midwestern boy here to show you guys what's up. And also the fourth coolest person on this podcast. So enjoy. <laughs> We're all tied for fourth coolest. So <laughs> yeah. It's all good. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to True Two Side. I feel like the guests are really showing me up with their intros lately. We're going to have to do something about that. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to True Two Size. We are a weekly podcast centered around the wild world of sneakers. I will be your host today. My name is Lawrence Hopkins, and I'm joined by the rest of the quarantine at Canada Got Soul, Mr. Joel Hernandez. Yo, yo, yo. Mr. Alvin Martinez. What up? And bars. Here we go. Outfits more on point than the top of Mount Everest. <laughs> With a resume so long, you would think this guy never rests. Oh, <laughs> never rests. Showed up to the <laughs> showed up to the pod looking sharp as a tack. It's his first time here, but it'll always be Return of the Mac. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mac, thank you for doing this, man. We appreciate it. Man, I didn't know we were having a freestyle cipher. I don't know. I wish I wish I was good enough to have freestyled that, but that's been written down for four years, <laughs> just waiting for somebody, <laughs> waiting for somebody named Mac to come on the podcast. Um, so, for everybody listening, Mac, you want to let them know where you're from, so we have some background here. Yes, sir. Um, I am an addict, just like the rest of you guys. Um, I feel like I should do it like I do in AA, you know. My name is Mac, uh, uh, and I'm a sneakerholic, but um, you guys know that. Um, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, middle of the map, down in the States. Uh, been collecting for been collecting for quite a while, you know, refinancing my house, my car, driving a shit car so that I can have a collection that's worth 10 times more than it. Hell yeah. Uh, struggling with <laughs> app just like the next guy. <laughs> Wait, so you mean when when the Nike VP stepped down and everyone just didn't start getting everything on sneakers? It, it wasn't just immediate that now everyone gets things on sneakers automatically? I mean, that's the impression that I was under. <laughs> I, saw, I saw the picture that came in this backyard. Yeah. And everybody at least had enough pairs for me to get one. But no, nah, I was 0 for 4 this morning and 0 for 3 this <laughs> Crazy how that works, huh? We thought that all those pairs were just going to end up in everyone's hands. And look at that. Everyone still sucks at sneakers. But anyways, uh, we've got a great show for you guys this week. We're starting with an A to ZX fire round question. And then we have some updates on the Nike VP scandal news. Speak of the devil. After that, we're going to discuss talking animals and clear shoes before we get right down to it with our dude, Mac, he's going to play 21 Gestions, give us his solography, then tell us all about what it's like running a sneaker resale shop, the sneaker scene in St. Louis, podcasting, and close it all out with a little chat on mental health and addiction. But first, Ooh. Alvin. Fire round. Ooh, indeed. It's going to be a busy episode. Yes, the fire round. We like to start every show with a quick hitting question from you, our listeners. And this week's question comes from good friend of the show, former guest, sneaker life husband. That's right. Good friend of the show. And he says, hey, guys, glad to have you guys back last week. Been a tough two weekends without listening to you fellows. Fire round question for you. 
A to Z, the A to Z X series is wrapping up now. I just wanted to know if you guys had a chance to pick a letter in the series, what letter would it be and what type of collab or theme would you do? So this one's interesting. So you have the entire alphabet, A to Z, and uh, you can pick any store, any theme. So you can pick silhouette and you can also pick collaborate, uh, collaborator. So while you think he says personally his would be the ZX9000, and I would have to pick the letter P for Pada. Big Ooh. choice. Says I just think they would do a really aesthetically pleasing color blocking on the 9000. Talk to you guys soon. So uh, Jeez. literally you have anything to choose right. from. Um, we're going to start with Alvin, the king of A to ZX right now. We got to know. Alvin, you have the okay. chance to, to enlist anybody. A to Z X. That's easy, bro. Easy. Let's go. That's not easy. Um, they already <laughs> did Atmos, so I'm not gonna pick Atmos. I'm gonna go letter D for DNA in St. Louis. Ooh. And uh, I want up. I want my boy Mac <laughs> to design it in his favorite spring colors because I'm looking for like a ZX eight thousand pastel. pastel ZX eight thousand in Max like DNA style. Oh nice. my god, what a Boom. what a Easy. suck up. And I feel like you I got some anecdotal stories for that later. That was good. That was a good setup. You definitely just stole his answer too, but we're not gonna talk about that. Yeah, now he has to say something else. But anyways, um Joel, what about you? Any letter A to Z X. Which oh, uh, man, which silhouette gonna, and which store or place or whatever. I was gonna do I was gonna do that too, but uh <laughs> Let's let's do like some homegrown kind of joint and do like the letter L, and we'll go like you know we were just talking about it earlier, but Legends League. Ooh, um, get Brian to like you know design like a like a maybe let's do like a ten thousand like yeah, a, like a great shoe. Adidas ten thousand like you know give him like a little bit more, lot lot more room to to work with and stuff like that. So Ooh, put his script on the midsole. Yeah. All that script, all Ooh. his like his drawings and stuff like that. That'd be pretty dope, man. Damn. All right. You guys have some good ass answers. And I feel like you left the door open for me. This was obviously a test. And the correct answer <laughs> it is a Canada Got Soul ZX8000. <laughs> I, I don't even know what we're even doing here. <laughs> um, we're going to do mostly red on the 8000, mostly red upper, red stripes, white ac- or Sorry. Yeah. Uh, white accents, mostly red shoe. And as an homage to Capsule, we'll do the uh, maple syrup gum bottom. And, uh, yeah, man, I think that knocked out of the park, like a nice red suede, supple suede with some leather hits, some 3M hits, and, of course, our logo on the heel counter. Boom, done. Cut the check, Adidas. <laughs> Let's go. A to ZX in 2025. C is for CGS. Um, all right, Mac, any go. any letter, which, which place are you collaborating with, and what does the shoe look like? And this is a, this is Adidas, right? Got to be Adidas. I know you're sitting in front of several thousand pairs of Nike shoes, but I'm going. Uh, no, nah, I got. I got. This is easy for me. I'm going Adidas Pro Mop. Well, hold on. Letter F, and I'm pulling him. I'm pulling him off of all Nike and pulling him off of all Jordan. And since he's a free agent right now, I know he would do it. I'm taking Frank Cooker. Ooh, design an Adidas Pro model. Oh, yeah. okay. Model because when I was in high school. Superstars had jumped back. I wanted to be a B-boy. I think I ripped the top of my head off uh, <laughs> trying to do a head spin on carpet at <laughs> one time. <laughs> uh, but the pro model to me was like this 
almost unattainable superstar, mm-hmm. you know, superstar on steroids. What, yeah. what better than a high top superstar? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Frank Cooker is just a guy that he's a Brian S. Ricci for me, right? Yeah. You know, he, he's a he's an emotional legend too. You know, he's he's always inspiring, and he uh, he's a guy that has absolute integrity. Now, what does it look like? Man, I don't care. If Frank Cooker does it. He's like a lately made of me. If Frank Cooker does it, I, I, I'm 99 sure I'm going to be in love with it. Um, you know, but uh, I think in the in in the to the tune of that C on there, I would for once like to see Frank Cooker do something that uh, had Frank Cooker on it. Yeah, so maybe, him. Yeah, maybe we see maybe maybe we see an FC on the you know maybe we see an FC on that back uh, you know on that outer right heel in calligraphy or, or, you know, in an old school varsity or maybe even, uh, maybe even a mini chenille, you know, like a mini chenille, like an FC, like off a varsity letterman, um, you know, something that is, is all encompassing, uh, you know, all encompassing, all inclusive, everybody recognizes it, you know, and everybody loves it for a different reason. Um, as far as color palette goes though, uh, you know, I think it has to be a run. I, you know, I, I think there has to be a friends and family pair, and then there's a you know a red, white, yellow, or a red, blue, a yellow, a green. You know, don't don't overcomplicate it. But, you know, make make it make it special. But I think that I think that Frank would do do that justice. Hell yep. yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that Frank needs more love. Like, I, I think that the people in the community know who Frank Cooker is. Like, if you've been doing this for long enough, you have an idea of what Frank Cooker right. has done. But like you said, he doesn't have the shine of having a Frank Cooker collaboration. Like, he doesn't have, right. the, like you said, Lely May. She has her, her silhouettes yeah. and her collaborations. Like, you have well, all these other... Just went, he just went public on Instagram. Yeah, that's true. You know, he, he opened up... He opened up the floodgates and went from like 20,000 followers in a private account to like 70,000 yep. in a day. Right after I fucking tagged him enough times to get him to let me follow him, he finally like was like, well, this looks <laughs> that bad, but maybe I should if, but, we, if we let this bum in, we got to let everybody in. Yeah. <laughs> I tell everybody they can't come in now, we're going to let him in. So. Yeah. <laughs> It's like when the club is about to close in like ten minutes, and they just want to get the cover from everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Let the let, let the rest yeah. of the line in. Let's clear out the bar and bring then in, kick them in. out twenty minutes later. Exactly. <laughs> All right, a Aaron, great question. Thank you for that mini discussion. If you would like to submit a question for the fire round and have us answer it on the pod, please shoot us a message on Instagram or email us at canadagotsoul at gmail.com. Next up is the CGS picks. Each week, we all pick an upcoming sneaker to analyze, dissect, and give our thoughts on. Then we decide if it's poop, scoop, whoop-de-whoop, or Alvin's trademarked phrase... Super duper cute. Super duper cute. I was hoping yeah. for the mid. What, what did we decide? If it's midwestern. The accent there. Whatever. It's fine. I'm sure they say super duper cute in St. Louis, so we'll let it slide. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna go first because that's what. Super duper cute. There we go. Super duper. Super duper cute. Dirty. There you go. Beauty. That's what we needed. So I'm going to go first because that's what we do. And my pick this week, I actually didn't even realize it until I started reading the article after I had already sent my pick to the group chat. But it is a women's shoe. And it's the uh, the classic Nike Dunk High in the white and orange, a.k.a. the Syracuse colorway. So mm-hmm. this shoe last came out in 2016. Obviously, it hit outlets. 
Um, they were going for like sixty nine ninety nine, and I just slept on them too much. That twenty sixteen pair had insane quality. That's when they did the whole be true to your school like rerun, and it was amazing. And they brought it back now. Well, they brought it back last year in the low top, and everyone knows how that went. Oh, there you go. Sorry, Mac had to pull one out just to show me that I'm an idiot. Thank you, appreciate that. <laughs> I don't get shown that enough during the week. I need that also during the podcast. But um, so yeah, they came out last year in the low cut version, and that was kind of the the beginning of the whole dunk resurgence and now they're back with the high cut but just for ladies so i can't really say anything you don't know about it the only thing that's kind of strange to me is the laces they put those really um dainty like quote-unquote female shoe laces on them and i'm not sure why they did that like i don't know anybody who prefers the really thin laces i don't know why on female shoes sometimes they'll do that like for i don't is are thin laces more feminine i just think they look stupid but um yeah. yeah man so they actually dropped today uh wednesday march 10th so you probably missed out even if you knew when they were coming out you would have missed out anyways but uh yeah man cool shoe glad they brought it back hopefully we get a men's release sometime soon but uh these went up to a, a women's size 14 so i doubt we'll actually get a men's release cool. because that's them saying guys you can take this one too so uh yeah, yeah they're they're super cute i just don't like the laces on them i really don't know why they did that but uh yeah whatever Speaking of orange, let's go down to the the guy wearing the safety orange beanie there. Joel, what's your pick? <laughs> Yo, okay, so my pick is the um, Nike Air Max uh, Air Air Max Plus. The plus? Yeah, the plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it was loading so slow, but yeah, the Air Max Plus um, in the white and sport red colorway. Mm. Um, it's like a like a. Um, homage to the uh, OG Reds that we were just talking about earlier yeah. on stacks to the max, but yeah, um, it's the white, um, white mesh upper with that, with that light gray cage on the Air Max Plus. Um, it's got the red, the sport red, um, uh, like around the toe box that comes like it comes all the way down to like the heel, heel counter and stuff like that. Um, the airbags are in red as well. Super clean shoe. Um, they did the OG Reds justice uh, with the with the whites and the light grays Definitely. and the red swoosh. So really uh, clean, super clean shoe. Um, yeah, but these are bangers, man. Uh, these drop. There's no release date, but it's most likely, you know, sometime this month. Um, but yeah, super, super cute for me. Like you said, I think they really did the Air Max one, like the original Justice. It's it's a good yeah. it's a good uh, homage for sure. I like it for real. Well done to Nike Sportswear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alvin, what do you got for us? I got the Nike Air Max ninety five Cork mm. from the um, from the plant based pack. Uh, so it features an upper of canvas and cork. And my favorite part of the sneaker is the tongue. It's got an embroidery of like a a seed growing into a plant, and there's also a mini swoosh on there that's pretty dope on mm. the tongue. And um, it's it's dope that they're using you know earth friendly, green friendly materials. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that they incorporated the cork, and it's a navy shoe predominantly, and you don't really see a lot of navy Air Maxes. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of the shoe. I'm a fan of what Nike's doing using you know the green based products and making the earth better um no release date says 2021 price point is probably going to be 
what's the price point on 95s right now? 235? 225? Or in Max case, it's like 150 bucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For real, man. I wasn't going to make the joke, but I thought about it. <laughs> Crazy, Apparently, it cost them $70 to ship it 40 yeah. kilometers north, but whatever. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> yeah, these are super cute. Uh, if I see them in person, if they sit on shelves, maybe a cop. But yeah, they're, they're definitely a dope shoe, though. Damn, Air Max friendly. I didn't get the memo. Um, all right, Mac, what do you got? Round us out. I'm having trouble. This I, I want to keep with the Air Max theme. Um, I particularly, I don't particularly care for this shoe at all. But it, I have a lot of really positive memories tied to it um, because it was one of those kind of uh it was one of those iconic collectors pairs you know in the uh, original air max craze but uh that air max 90 bacon mm-hmm. uh, um i i yeah i was struggling between that and i'm typically i typically am not very high on uh pe's going becoming grs i, I don't really care i don't like it doesn't yeah. make it better or worse for me if there's a college team on it I, I personally i get why guys like it i'm not that midnight navy jordan three. Oh yeah um, that's oh, like oh, yeah. Georgetown, I, yeah. i've always been a sucker for that navy and gray like i would said i just i i, I love a good navy shoe because it's it, it 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 allows you to wear color um but still basically have that feel of a black shoe so I was struggling between those two, but I think that I think that it's cool for Air Max Month uh, that Ni- that Nike is is bringing back another kind of like the bacon isn't a collab, right? But it's mm-hmm. it was something there was a there was a point in time in the you know mid early two thousands and through two thousand ten two thousand thirteen where those special pairs we treated the way that we kind of treat collabs now. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that, uh, I think it's cool to see him come back. And I, I think it'll make a lot of guys happy to have, have the ability, especially like older, you know, I'm, I'm almost 35. So, you know, guys, my guys, my age and up, I think it'll be cool to see some of these guys get to go back and, and, and grab that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> a great. Like you said, I don't have the same attachment that a lot of people do, but happy to see it come back. Mostly. Right. Mostly happy to see it come back because I think this shoe has been rumored to be releasing for like feels like seven hundred years. Like (laughs) every two months, it's like Bacon's are coming. I'm telling you, Bacon's are coming back, and everyone's like, "Okay, we'll see you soon." And now we finally actually have photos of it, so I believe it now. But uh, yeah, I just I'm just happy it's coming back, so we don't have to keep every single year on the podcast talking about there's a rumor (laughs) that Bacon's are coming back. Like now. Now we can get rid of that rumor and it's finally happening. And also, I'm happy for everybody who wants a pair. But that's that's secondary to my personal preferences. Um, all right. Well, now I feel like really, really dumb because I didn't pick an Air Max, but whatever. Next up, This Week in Kicks. This is the part of the show where we discuss the current headlines and happenings in the world of sneakers. And there was a really interesting uh, note in an internal Nike meeting that happened this week. And it's... Uh, is Nike actually going to start battling the bots? So here's what happened in the uh, obviously in the wake of the scandal involving the former Nike VP and her reseller dickhead son. Um, an internal meeting was held this week at Nike headquarters to discuss, among other things, the brand's image and the faith Nike's consumers have in them. So they essentially think that 
unsurprisingly, as we've discussed, um, the faith that people have in Nike and their legitimacy and the whole sneaker system is is not at the highest it's been. If you bought stock in your faith in Nike, it's probably uh, tanked right now. So Nike CEO John Donahoe, which is still not a great name, addressed the loss of trust people feel following the news of potential insider trading. We haven't been able to prove that yet um, between the VP and her son and noted that, and we quote, the fact of the matter is this incident has sparked questions in some of our consumers about whether they can trust us, particularly around launch product. <laughs> no kidding, John. Um, so he then continues to say that Nike will be performing an intensive internal audit of their launch process in order to reestablish confidence in their consumers. And he finishes with uh, another quote saying they've been working on anti-bot technology for the last several years. That is part of the solution, but we need to double down on our efforts. Do you guys think they're actually working on anti-bot technology? Like I personally, I'll, I'll start it off. I think that they're just trying to it's a pr move obviously like there's a reason that this internal meeting is very public everyone knows what happened it's because they wanted people to know what they were talking about (laughs) if it it doesn't take a billion dollar company that long to find a way to stop people who are in their basement making add to cart bots like come on it's it's literally money versus no money and you're saying you can't figure it out like there's got to be a way like union was able to figure it out and they've had one big sneaker release in the past five years they literally stopped all the bots with just putting orange as a question you had to answer and no bots got anything on that release so i personally don't think that they're actually doing anything sounds like a lot of fluff but uh I don't know. What do you, Alvin? What do you think? Is this fluff? Do they actually care? What's going on? It's fluff, man. Fluff. They, they yo, that that company could have done it years ago. Working on it for several years, still nothing. Like, so, eh, it's not going to stop anyone from buying their shit. Everyone's going to think their stuff's still dope. So they're they're just saying it just to say it, and to give us false hope on sneakers app, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> Basically, Joel, you're in the the same boat there. You're just nodding and agreeing. Oh yeah, for sure, man. It's just the, it's just the cover up because you know the whole, the whole thing about the the the, the dummy, like you know what I mean, going reselling and stuff like that. It's it's goes hand in hand, like you know, it's bots and the reseller. Like, come on, man, it's just a cover up. Um, like you said, they could have done it. Union did it, and and it's like they could have done it so easily. So, it's just a it's just a way of saying, hey guys, relax. We're on it. We're working yeah. on it. You could trust us. You know what I mean. So it's like. Nah, man. Typically, anybody who says cool. you can trust me, you can't trust them. That's like a that's like a rule number yeah. one. <laughs> um, it's not happening. Uh, Mac, what do you think? As somebody who can actually use the sneakers app, because we cannot. Uh, what yeah, where's your correct. trust level at with Nike right now? <laughs> and do you think they're actually going to stop all these bots from buying all our shoes? Uh, no, I, I think first and foremost, I'm 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 the first to admit that because my relationship with the with the culture currently is so much centered around fashion um and i can comfortably say it's not around you know it's not around clout or hype being an an older crankier sneakerhead that alan's right i i want i want dope shit i want dope shit that looks dope and i'm gonna i'm gonna keep buying it i don't have any my expectations for them is so low for so long i don't really care like but i I will say this you know Elon Musk lost 
like 40 billion in a day when that spaceship crashed or blew up three minutes after it landed. Right. Mm-hmm. Now he didn't lose 40 billion because people aren't because the stock, like, you know, because the corporations don't have faith that he's going to get it right. We know he's going to get it right, but it shook a bunch of regular people. So they pulled money. So yeah. it's only really about the stock for Nike and mm-hmm. The people that are nervous and need Nike to make that statement aren't really us. We don't really give a fuck. They need to make that gesture to us so that the people that have stock in Nike, so that the big guys that have stock in Nike go, oh, they're doing something about it. Cool. We're not going to pull out. It's only about, you know, it's only about them being a public company, right? It's only about stock, really. They're not actually... They're feigning the gesture to us, but really the gesture is to stockholders. But really the gesture, the gesture is to say, you know, hey, no, 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 These people are still going to buy our shoes. But, like, if those stockholders knew anything about sneaker culture, they wouldn't fucking budge either because they know, <laughs> yeah. they know that we're suckers and that we yeah. just want more feet on our feet. You know what I mean? Like, they know, like, at the end of the day, like, we're, we're, we're so used to having our heart broken and rearranging our funds to buy what we need. And, and that like, yeah, at the end of the day, I think it's a completely empty gesture and that it really only has to do with big business. You know, I saw, um, this reminded me the whole Nike where we've been working on anti-bot technology for years. I saw a, a news article, the other, not a news article. It was on six buzz, but they're technically news. And it was, um, the former CEO of Papa John's, he was fired because he was using a race. He was using racial slurs often, and apparently he's been working for for a year now trying to get it out of his vocabulary. He's he's trying. <laughs> oh my God. What is? I don't know what that even wow. means. He was quoted right. as he was quoted as saying, "I'm trying my best to remove it from my vocabulary." A year Ooh. removed from when he was fired for using racial slurs, what, he's what still trying. What else did he say? He said he made some joke about he's so depressed he ate. 40 pies in 50 days or something. And it's like, so you ain't, you've been like, what a rough life. You've been sitting <laughs> yeah. at home trying to remove the N word from your vocabulary and eating pizza. <laughs> oh he's having, he's having trouble removing the N word from his vocabulary. Obviously a little bit more harsh than Nike saying, um, we're, we've been trying for years to create some anti bot technology, but it reminded me of that. Like it's empty, yeah. empty. It's just empty. It's all empty. Like you're not actually trying is the, is the message I received from that. If you were trying, it would have been done a long time ago, but, uh, yeah, we once again we could talk about Nike versus bots and the uh, the Nike VP and her reseller son for for weeks and weeks and weeks, but we have to move on. We have to push through the episode. Um, next up, previously in kicks, this is the part of the show where we review our latest pickups and recap the latest happenings in our sneaker lives. And uh, I'm gonna go first. I I don't know. I just want to go first. I had a busy week. I was at the cottage for for most of the week, but I came home to like an absolute stack of packages. I felt like hashtag influencer, hashtag, hashtag everything when I came home. I was like, oh my God, look at all these packages. So uh, first and foremost, the uh, Curry 8 Wish Flow from Under Armour Canada. It's the pair that Steph Curry wore when he should have won the MVP for the NBA All-Star Game. Um, really cool pearlescent, iridescent uh, mudguard and heel counter, mostly white 
the rest of the shoe. Great looking pair. Along with that in the same box was the Curry 8 International Women's Day. By the way, happy belated International Women's Day to all of our female listeners and anyone who has Word. a female in their life. So basically yeah, yeah. everybody. Um, really cool sneaker once again. Full lavender upper with a white midsole. Just so clean, so nice. This screams DNA Mac all over it. He heard lavender and his hat jumped off his head and landed back on his head. <laughs> it was insane. Um, yeah, wow. it smells like lavender right now too. That's, that's <laughs> so, so thank you to Under Armour Canada for both of those. And then from, uh, the good friends at Adidas Canada received another all-star sneaker, which was the Harden 5 Future Natural in the Daisy colorway. Wow. So that's the pair that, uh, James Harden wore during the all-star game. Uh, full volt upper so that got my ears perked up because anything full volt is all me and then instead of like the uh, polka dot styling that they had on the other future naturals this one had like different spring like there was there was clouds there was a butterfly there was like a dove it was really really cool so that's a really really cool sneaker i can't wait to hoop in those so thank you adidas canada and then finally from Foot Locker canada the air max 90 uh, from the City Series, the Chicago edition. So this shoe looks like it was like straight out of 2012, full red upper with some Chicago branding on the insole and a little Chicago tag on the medial side. Um, just a dope all-around shoe. So look for those to drop in the next couple weeks. I don't think there's a confirmed release date, but uh, yeah, thank you to Full Locker Canada for that. That was a mouthful. I apologize. Um, Alvin, anything for you? Uh, nah. I well, I also received the Curry Eight flow from the good fam over at Under Armour. Uh, and I went to take those out for a shoot, and it was fun. It was windy as fuck, but the pictures <laughs> turned out, so I'm good. They did they did turn out? And uh, nah, that's it, man. It's been a chill week. I'm trying to behave. Baby girl number two is coming soon, so you know yes. I got that. I gotta Whoa. get that. Gotta get that diaper money up. <laughs> no I'll- way! Congrats, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, brother. You just broke the news to Mac on live on the yeah, podcast. I, don't know, Mac, I know that already. I don't know. Man. That's huge. That's huge. Thanks, brother. Kids, Mac, cool speakers, man. I mean, I you know, from a guy who has none, and they're pretty cool. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get some of those. <laughs> um, Alvin, which between the two curries, which one do you like better? Because I th- I think when I first opened the box. I liked the the International Women's Day one better, but the the white with the pearlescent iridescent upper really grew on me afterwards. So I, I think I have to go with the uh, the wish flow for me. But which one do you like better? That's that's okay because I like the International Women's Day perfect. one. Perfect, perfect, <laughs> perfect. Two peas in a pod. Um, Joel, what about you? Any pickups in the last week for you? Uh, that would be a negative, sir. Well, now I feel bad for my huge list. Uh, <laughs> Mac, what, what about you? Anything uh, anything recently for you? It doesn't have to be within the last week, but in the last little while for you? Oh, no, I had some good ones today. Uh, Jeez. I picked up the 2099. They're, like, on sale everywhere right now. I picked up – I was slacking in the gym, so I needed to have some motivation. So I, I purchased the, uh, the Air Max 2099. I've been eyeing it for a long time, just kind of capping about getting it. And then, like, a bunch of the colorways went down to, like, 80 bucks. So nice. I grabbed those. And then uh, I I kind of follow a pattern. Whenever I have something worth offering, one of my friends with a Swoosh account, I, like, hang on to it until I need to make, uh, until I need to make, like, a multiple shoe order. Um, but I've been going ham on, on Air Force Ones, man. I really, uh, I'm really happy to see 
I'm really happy to see the like the resurgence. I'm really happy to see so many cool lows. Um, yeah, I just grabbed. I grabbed almost every pair of crafts. I love the, oh, I love yeah. the craft pairs. I think they did a really yeah. exciting job. And then today, I just got two low, two pairs of lows, um, 07 lows, just a black with a white swoosh, and then it's kind of like soft, uh, soft off gray. I wish it's like a slate almost. Um, and then, nice. yeah, I mean, I mean, I've been pretty bad. I've been buying. I've been. Buying, <laughs> I've been buying a lot honestly but most most of what i've been buying has been kind of like gr stuff for me personally and then i've been doing the i've been doing a lot of uh, air force loads on id i'm looking i'm looking around right now oh and then you know i'm a dunk guy i'm i'm a dunk I'm, i am a dunk guy I, I know that the quality the quality on i think what nike did putting the collaborative team in charge of dunks for 2020 and then just like sneaking in these Syracuses and these, you know, yeah. these Kentuckys, sneaking in these Syracuse and these Kentuckys and then having guys like me go, oh yeah, oh, nobody gives a shit about dunks. And then all of a sudden seeing that I have to, that like they're $500, you know, <laughs> and then 2021 hits and now the quality on them is way lower, which I, I, I can't act like I care that much about because I, I still want them. <laughs> but then to make them, to, to then to make them an actual GR, and the resale, you know, obviously it's not nearly as high on them, but um, I I didn't wait for the pandas. I didn't wait for the black and whites. I bought those. I had a European friend pull pull the trigger on them for me over there. Nice. Uh, I missed on every dunk release on sneakers in the history of the universe. <laughs> I found a way to get most of them for a reasonable for a reasonable price. And I just went back and Jordan Kaiser, if you guys know Air Jordan K, uh, works for Packer now uh, out of New York. Um, Jordan recently helped me uh, finally go back and grab the plums. So I grabbed the plum dunks. Yeah, yeah. They are Jeez. they are phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, I didn't could, I couldn't have cared less about the the UNC ones, but I would I I will be trying for the very similar turbo or what are what are the hyper royal what are, what are the yeah ones? That, yeah hyper royal in April that look kind of like the turbo greens yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely be trying for those in April, but yeah, I, Jordan ones have left a lot to be desired for me. So I've been sticking to dunks and, and Air Force One lows a lot. Well, you just sold me and Joel, so well done with yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's all you got to say to make friends with me and Joel is dunk Air Force One. Boom, done. All right, <laughs> busy, busy couple weeks for Mac is what I got from from yeah. that little spiel. Yeah. But uh, can I borrow a dollar? Yeah, but. exactly. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> so you weren't lying about the the shitty car and the really nice shoe. <laughs> okay. I got one rear view mirror and a Maserati worth of dunks. So. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> all <right. laughs> Next up, thumbs up, thumbs down. In this part of the show, we give our opinion on various sneaker-related topics with zero context or discussion. All we're allowed to say is thumbs up or thumbs down. And uh, this one's going to be somewhat Air Max-inspired because we are still in the depths of Air Max month. And this one is inspired by the clot that just came back out after a 15-ish year hiatus. It's back. The kiss of death has returned. And I want to know thumbs up, thumbs down to clear sneakers. So we've had a couple of the, you know, there's the invisible woman Air Force One. Mm-hmm. There's the CDG Dunk High. There's there's come and go here and there. I'm not referring to like a fly knit where you can kind of see your sock through it. I mean like 
clear panels on a sneaker, like on the clots that just came out. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Clear sneakers. Joel, he looks like he's hurting. Oh, man. I know. Um... I'm gonna say down. Oh my god, he hurt. He hurt himself. Ugh. He's crying. He's crying right <laughs> yeah. now. Alvin, thumbs up, thumbs down. Clear sneakers. I fuck man. I know. I'm gonna go up. <laughs> I'll go thumbs up. Alvin's also kind of crying after that. One. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh. Th- Thumbs down. I'm gonna go thumbs down. I got thumbs down. Mac, Mac, to you now. Thumb, yeah, thumbs too down. Too Big time <laughs> thumbs down for Mac. Too much. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> thumbs down. Boom. He does not even care. You cannot explain. You cannot explain. But we accept. I, I, I like a little bit of transparent, like on the on the the React 270s. Some of those React oh. 70s I did in uh. React 70 before that though. Oh, 87 React. Yeah. I thought that on that 87 React, the slight see through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that that part was cool. Um, you know, to like do plays with socks and stuff like that. Because I need another thing to buy in 10 million colors, and then you know, <laughs> money on. I really need. To do that. But uh, I-, I thought that that very like that play with it is cool. But generally speaking, yeah, I- that I'll accept that. And we can't get any deeper into it because if I let you explain, then I've let Joel explain. And Joel, I know Joel, Joel is biting his tongue because he wants to chime in, but we're not going to let. Oh, him. I thought you were asking me to explain. No, oh, my bad. no, <laughs> no. That's that's enough. That's enough explaining without actually explaining. We'll we'll allow yeah. that. Yeah, um, yeah. All right. Next up, NSR. We talk about sneakers a lot, so in this weekly segment, we're going to take thirty seconds out of the show to discuss something completely irrelevant from the world of sneakers and i don't even know i literally just google searched fun discussion topics and this was one of the ones that came up so we're going to do this one and the question is if animals could talk which one would be the rudest oh that's easy oh it's okay alvin go ahead which one is which one would be the rudest a cat oh my god oh no (laughs) Wow. Oh my god! Wow! Attack like 50% of the population. Yeah, I feel like I feel that was a personal attack. Maybe my cats would be rude to you for saying that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can't ask a dog person this question. That's just you can't do that. So that's obviously the wrong answer. I'm gonna go a little bit more creative with this one than Alvin just throwing shots at my entire life. I'm gonna say so. I'm gonna say a peacock. Because uh, I just feel like they're too pretty. So I feel like like it's like an IG model kind of. Yeah, they're bougie. They're fancy. So I feel like if they could talk and you were like walking over and you were like, oh, can you do the thing with your your feather? They'd be like, go away. No, I'm not doing the thing with the feather. Like they would just be rude. And I don't think that they would be nice to talk to. So I'm going to go peacock as the rudest animal (laughs) if animals could talk. Um, Kardashian of birds. The, yeah. It really is the yeah. Kardashian of birds. They seem yeah. they seem nice from afar, but I'm sure if you could Shell actually. Shell function of uh, feathered feathered <laughs> feathered, <laughs> feathered vertebrates. Um, <laughs> all right, Joel. If if you if if uh, animals could talk, which one would be the rudest? The rudest. Um. Uh, I'd probably say like a seagull. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you know, like. Like when you're at the park and whatnot, you're just trying to have like a, a good time, like a picnic and whatnot. You like you look over and like there's like a whole flock of them waiting for, 
for food or something like that. And and it just sucks if you have like another another party there at the in the area and they and they're feeding the birds. Oh yeah, those seagulls oh are coming your way people. too, man. Yeah, I hate I I, I can't stand seagulls. <laughs> That's just Joel yeah. venting about how he hates seagulls. Nothing to yeah, do with if they could talk, but that's ever okay. given a ever given a, a seagull um, Alka Seltzer? No, that sounds mean. Oh <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Joel is literally murdering seagulls. You, you hide it. You hide it in a piece of, of bread, and they'll eat it and see what happens. <laughs> For anybody at home listening, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Market face of the death YouTube channel, like <laughs> literally, yeah, literally, yeah. crazy. I don't know what kind of YouTube you have been watching, Joel, but you got to we got to put you on a children's account, I think. Um, uh, all right, Mac. If animals could talk, which one would be the rudest? Completely deflated right now. I was so excited to talk about why seagulls would be the rudest. <laughs> you can you can have the same answer. That's fine. Bro, yeah, I mean, think about it. Right? Exactly what Joel said. They're like, yeah. bro, 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 you can eat that? Yeah, bro, 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 you can eat that? Bro, bro. Yeah. If, if the party next door to you, you're right, gave them some bread, then they'll come over and be like, they gave me some bread. You gonna give me some bread? They gave me some bread. Then they're all, they're all friends yeah. while they're trying to get you to give them the shit, but yeah. then once you give them the shit, they're all enemies. They're just yeah. rude. Yeah. Like, yeah. No personal space. They're, yeah. you know, they, they're, if whether or not you could feed them and they'd still shit on you. Like, there's yeah, not, for real, man. Yeah, I mean, they're just foul, man. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah. pun intended. Yeah, damn. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, and I this is not meant to be an attack on Alvin, but it kind of is. It sounds a lot like what you guys are describing is also what a dog does. I mean, you're gonna eat that, you're gonna eat that, you're gonna eat that, like to everybody, <laughs> yeah. no loyalty. Whoever feeds them is their new best friend, like they're kind of two faced. Like, same thing, you, you throw a french fry on the ground, and there's 10 dogs, like they're not friends anymore. They could have been playing for four hours, and whatever. That's fine. Me and Alvin. Whatever, yo. Cats won't even eat fries because they're too good for that shit. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough. Evan. Cats are too fucking good for shit, bro. Kind of like you know. I'm not in the mood to be cut it right now. It's called. It's called independence. It's called independence, not rudeness. Let what? me go scratch the carpet real quick and fuck shit up. Let me go shit in, in, let me go shit in your shoe, Alvin. How about let me go eat your shoe, Alvin. You wait until you have a puppy in the house. All right. Let's stop, let's stop fighting. This is too much. This, this is gonna get I think violent. we're the rudest animals. <laughs> I know. The, the correct answer is humans. Humans are the rudest animals, clearly. All right. That was about 30 seconds. Next up, errors, edits, and e-messages. E-E-E. We are pretty smart guys, but from time to time, we make mistakes. So if you catch us slipping, hit us in the DM, and we'll let the world know that we goofed. And this one, so we had a pretty uh, intensive hot dog discussion last week with uh with our good friend sb mitch so go back and listen to episode 158 if you want to hear us talk about chicago style hot dogs but anytime we talk about hot dogs our other friend from illinois chimes in and it is manuel fresh 85 manny and he says i have been summoned sb mitch is a credible source Chicago hot dogs require a Vienna beef hot dog topped with yellow mustard, chopped white onions, bright green relish, a pickle spear, I don't even know what that means, tomato, short, sport peppers, and celery salt. 
on a steamed poppy seed bun. This is not a sandwich. This is a way of life. The, ooh, the passion ooh. that Manny has for hot dogs is admirable. It is. Yeah. I don't know if I feel strongly <laughs> about any, not even any food, anything, the way that Manny feels about hot dogs. So I, I hope one day that I can be as passionate about something like that. That's insane. But uh, thank you, Manuel Fresh. Maybe you should change your name to Manuel Hot Dog or something. I don't know. Something along those lines. I don't know. But uh, thank you. I can't wait to come to Chicago and eat a hot dog now. It's, For real, it's, on, yeah. it's on the list. But uh, anyways, without further ado, the moment that every single person on the planet has been waiting for, and by that I mean only one of the four people on this podcast, Mac, it's time for you to shine. And that starts with our favorite game, 21 Guestions. How it works is I'm going to give you 21 questions. You have to give me the first answer that comes to mind. No thinking about it. At the end of it, I'm going to give you a score and it probably won't be very good, but it's okay because there are no right answers (laughs) and there are also no wrong answers. Mac, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Question number one, air or boost? Air. Question number two, crew socks or no shows? Crew. Question number three, red or blue? Question number four, pineapple on pizza? Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hit the air horns. Question number five, what sneakers did you wear today? Uh, Air Max one, uh, the watermelon joints. Watermelon. Yeah. Question number six, glow in the dark or 3M? Glow in the dark. Question number seven, and I feel like I know the answer because I can see you right now. Question number seven, <laughs> original boxes or drop fronts? Well, I would say both. I mean, I'm not oh. I'm never getting rid of the original boxes. Drop fronts. Drop fronts because that's what he's using currently. But original mm-hmm. boxes will still have a place in his heart. That's fair enough. I like that. Question number eight. Can you name three provinces in Canada? Provinces? <laughs> Which one is that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Quebec. Okay, okay, let's go, bro. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, bro. That's one. Uh, uh, Ontario. That's two. Okay. Let's get it. One more, one more. And uh, Montreal's a city. <laughs> yeah. I love the, the thought that these Americans put into it. It's crazy. <coughs> I'm ashamed I don't know this shit. Uh, what? I'm ashamed that I'm American most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, isn't there one that has French, French something or other? That's Quebec. That you That's named Quebec. that. You did that one already. Uh, Think West Coast, West Coast. Is British Columbia one? There we go. Yeah. We'll take that. It took took a while, but we got there. I'll accept it. Thank well, you. well Thank done, you. well done. Question number nine: Air Max One or Air Max Ninety? One. Question Max number one. question. Question number ten: What's a color that belongs on every sneaker? Volt. Volt. Correct. Oh man, ooh, ooh, ooh. hit the air horns again. Nice. Question number. Beep, beep, beep. Question number 11. What sneaker do you wear the most? Uh, Jordan 1. I don't know what I'm... Uh, yeah, uh, Jordan 1. He's, he's getting help with which sneaker he wears the most. I'm talking about my uh, personalities, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Question number 12. Dunks or Jordan 1s? Um, I gotta go Dunks. Yes, you do. Oh. Question number 13. What is 21 times 45? Oh, shit. I, I, uh, hold on. 
20 I, times 45 is... What is that, 1845? It is uh, 945. No, <laughs> Half. Nine, 945. 945, correct. I said it already, but yes, that is correct. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I talked so loud, I didn't hear you. That's all there? good. No, it's all good. Question number 14. Who is the Prime Minister of Canada? <laughs> Justin Trudeau is the correct answer. The handsome you guys guy. don't like him right now, right? <laughs> Sorry? You guys don't like him, right? I like him. Okay. No, you're thinking of your former president. Common mistake. You're thinking of your former president. That's who we don't like. Yes, that's correct. Don't like is an understatement. We're talking about, I don't like I don't like mustard. I hate our former president. All right. <laughs> we might have to talk later about why you don't like mustard, but that's fine. Anyway. <laughs> I was just using it. That was a bad example. <laughs> okay, good. So you do like mustard. That's good. Question number fifteen. Who is the most influential person in sneakers right now? Uh, what's her name? Son. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Bobby West Coast. What's his name? West Coast Bob. West Coast Joe. It's That's... it's crazy that you can say what's her face's son, and everyone knows who you're talking oh, about. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Knows. Everyone knows who you're talking. It's he's been pretty influential recently. You're not wrong. Question yeah. number sixteen. What is forty five times twenty one? 945. Whew, look at this math genius math. over here. Question number Quick 17. Math. What are three sneaker heading essentials? Oh, I'm, I'm trying to be I'm, I'm trying to be fast right now, but I, I don't really care about keeping my sneaker that clean. Um holy moly. We have this stumped him. Yeah, you really you really did stump me. Um extra 45 inch laces, white, uh any sale laces. Correct as Ooh, well. Oh, yeah. that's correct too. Yeah, facts. <laughs> and uh, you know, I don't know if this is a curveball to you guys or not, but I think that everybody, I think that every sneakerhead should own at least one nine ninety or nine nine two or nine nine three. Okay, there we go. Okay, yeah, yeah. hell yeah, agreed, brother. I'll take agreed. that. Mm-hmm. Hell to the yeah. Question number eighteen is a hot dog a sandwich? Yeah. Yes. Oh <laughs> my god. Yeah. I'm sorry, Manny. He's he's new. He's new here. Question number nineteen. Favorite Jordan model above the AJ fourteen. Above the AJ fourteen. Seventeen for sure. Fantastic. Nice. With the briefcase only. Question number twenty. What is your what is your number one grail? Number one grail ever. Uh the Iowa Dunk High, the Wu Tang. Ooh. Okay. The, uh, nice. the actual Wu Tang, like yeah, the actual Wu Tang. I, I would take the, I would take the original, or I would take that one of those few friends and families that got made for RZA asked for too much money and stopped us all from getting them. <laughs> Can you blame him though? I mean, come on, it's Nike. Anyway. No, and, and I, should, I should have meant that before RZA asked for what he rightfully deserved. There you I go. Should say. Yeah, there mm. we go. Which was too I'm much money. That I don't have to exactly. Uh, and question number twenty-one: Would you rather receive your number one Grail or three other pairs from your top ten? Any more brain busters? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would rather have three. Three. My mother. He's, he's taking. He's taking oh. the. He's taking the quantity. That's the nice. perfectly fine answer. Mm. Um, so I'm gonna do the math later, but the. Uh, Grades are not looking good for that one, but that's all right. 
we have lots <laughs> more time to make up for it. Um, so after that, we want to know just briefly kind of what got you into sneakers in the first place? How did you get started in this really annoying and expensive hobby? Um, <clears throat> Wu-Tang Clan uh, was a big one. The Roots were their big, big ones. Um, seeing seeing these kind of collectives of large groups of guys that I thought were cool, eccentric, creative, and that all had their own different styles and all, you know, seeing Black Thought and a pair of all black 95s and Questlove and Tim's, mm. uh, you know, in a mod in Wallabies and then Wu-Tang taking anything and everything necessary to be, uh, to be a high functioning dope dealer, essentially in black boy. And so they're taking all these wonderful pairs that were made for all these other things that back then were the sturdiest pairs made. Um, I didn't really care. I love Bo Jackson now, but I wasn't huge into, you know, I wasn't huge into sports. Uh, like I, I played him a lot, but I, I wasn't a guy. I didn't, you know, I didn't care that Emmett Smith wore, I didn't care about Emmett Smith's, turf shoe you know but but once i saw it on raekwon you know with jeans or um <clears throat> i mean andre 3000 made me want to wear ski boots and snowboard boots out as as shoes you know <laughs> nice. so you know the I, it was it was most definitely most definitely far and away uh hip-hop got me into sneakers yeah, that's the that's the short story long of the yeah, just hip hop basically. Any anything hip hop related, Mac was like, "Gimme all of that, yeah. hell yeah!" yeah. <laughs> Mom, I want gold teeth for my thirteenth birthday. <laughs> yeah, oh, can't have them. All right, fine. I'll take a pair of Jordans then. You know. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, take Jordans. Whatever. Forget it. Yeah, um. Fine. So so what's kind of keeping you into sneakers now? We've talked about your uh your lack of luck with the sneakers app. And we know that, uh, it's not a cheap hobby. What's, what's keeping you in the sneaker game now, all these years later? Passion, uh, nostalgia, self-expression. That's the, the quickest answer nice. he's given. All oh, that's a great answer. Hell yeah. Oh, I thought I was supposed to go that route. I was trying oh, no, to play no, no. Yeah. No, we're done the uh, game. You can give the long winded answers whenever you're ready. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, fashion for sure. Which is why, you know, I was talking to, I was talking to A about this in the DM a little bit, you know, which is why I can kind of care less about collabs right now, you know, because like Off-White for me became easy and where like, you know, some hold-on closed-minded goofball from middle of nowhere, Missouri can wear cargo shorts and a Cardinals jersey and then put on Off-White, put on Off-White something or other on his feet and in uh, a fear God tap on his head and all of a sudden he has clout that's not it's not really fashion to me it's not really self-expression it, it's solely for the purpose of of acceptance it's solely for the purpose of, of ego boost or whatever and now you see this this shift in these guys that like you can tell they didn't really care about sneakers because they are just as heavy if not more now and the cards have made their way back funko whatever the you know whatever the fuck it, whatever the fuck the next thing is these guys are just jump you know jump but for me it's like it, it really is about fashion. It's about self-expression. It's about putting the outfit together. It's in, and it is about, you know, when you look at a, when I look at a Hirachi, look at an original Hirachi and I, I go, the tech on that original Hirachi is still 
nearly unrivaled. It's one of the sturdiest shoes Nike's ever made. That that sock, you know, that sock inside there is one of the, I mean, it's one of my favorite things to put on my foot. And whether it's a whether it's a GR colorway that I completely forgot about from two years ago that was that went on sale at Champs, or whether it's an OG that's majority white, which is a splash of purple, you know, figuring out how to put that, how to put that with other pieces that, you know, that makes sense to me where the, the, the hoodie that I chose, the integrity of that garment, you know, where it was sourced or what the guy that designed it, what is about, you know, um, that's still what, what it is for me. That's still, you know, that's still at the end of the day, like I, I'm not, uh, I, I, the origin story ones for me were so dumb. But I know why they did them. Like, I know why those. I know why those pairs exist. I love that there's a there's a Venn diagram of comic guys and sneakerheads that loved them. Um, I don't. I I personally don't care. I don't care about if Travis. I love the Travis Scott low, one low. I think aesthetically, I love that shoe. I don't care about. I don't care about the either pair of the forces. I don't particularly care about the highs. I love the four because the four told the story of Houston and the Oilers. I don't know what the backward swoosh really was other than a, like, let's, let's make this as wild and attached to Travis as we can. It's, it's a shock value thing. I don't think that uh, you should get a pass for being fashionable because you put a pair on. I think, I think you should be able to take a pair and put it on to be fashionable. But like, you know, if you throw on a Supreme, if you throw on Supreme and Yeezys or Supreme and Off-White or now Supreme and Travis's, like you're not, you're not fashionable. You might be, you're cool in some circles, but you're not, you're it's rich. not about fashion. Not about <laughs> you have bullshit. money. Crazy rich. Right, yeah. right, right. You have money or, yeah, I mean, yeah, because you're damn sure not lucky. Nobody, yeah. you know, nobody's lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's definitely it. For, you know, that's definitely it for me, but far and away, the, the, the nostalgia part of it, um and you know like even like we talked about uh earlier with the bacons like i don't care about them but i do love that they're being released because i know that there's a lot of guys with a heavy nostalgia attachment to them um Mm -hmm. same with dunks you know whenever air force ones were popping in the early 2000s again because of fat joe and nelly and all these guys nobody was buying dunks and i could legitimately get the dunk shadow highs for like 80 bucks off the shelf and then uh, you rock them and somebody goes yo what are those and you're like man I, I you guys are too busy worrying about this i grabbed mm-hmm. these you know yeah yeah oh so that, that's definitely it for me for uh this is gonna it's not off topic because you mentioned it but this is kind of for everybody where do you guys kind of draw the line because i think it's safe to say that most of us unless it's a collaborator where we really care like, if Justin Timberlake makes a shoe, I'm probably going to buy it. It doesn't really matter what it looks like because I love Justin Timberlake. Um, and I'm sure that everybody has that kind of person where it's like they can do no wrong. Like Mac mentioned, Frank Cooker. Frank Cooker could literally take a shit and Mac is going to be like, all right, yeah, I need it. Like, where can I buy it? Like, it's, it's Which is fine because sometimes you just support people to the end. But um, where do you guys kind of draw the line where if you just genuinely like a shoe and it's a collaboration and then it's expensive – where do you guys draw the line between like it's a nice shoe but it's too expensive and I don't care about the collaboration versus like how much you're going to pay for it? Because I'm kind of like I'm not really experiencing it now because the shoe isn't all that expensive. But like the ready-made blazer, like I personally do not care at at all about ready-made. Like it's a, it's a cool 
cool brand. I know they do cool stuff. I knew that, I know they do a lot of upcycling and that kind of thing. Awesome. I think it's an Asian brand. Cool, dope. They have their niche. Awesome. Like Max said, similar to his view on the origin story one. Like d- gets it, but doesn't really care. I don't right. really care about ready-made, but when I saw the black ready-made blazer with the really cool deconstructed thin orange swoosh, three different kinds of laces, a deconstructed look, I was like, those are cool. Like, that's me. I like that. They're $500 huh. I, Canadian. So I'm like, I really like them. I know I would wear them. I love orange. I know I would wear that shoe, but I'm kind of like, where's my price point? Because collab doesn't matter to me. That's why it's five hundred dollars. But where's my price point on it? Like, how do you guys kind of decide when you like a shoe so much that it's worth paying the resale price, even though you don't care about the collaboration? And we'll we'll start with Matt because he mentioned a good one about um, the Travis Scott Jordan One Low because like he likes it and it, it like to you Mac is it worth a Jordan One Low? So you're never gonna pay a thousand dollars us for it or do you just like it enough that you'll like go the extra mile knowing that you're paying for a collaboration you don't actually care about um no i <clears throat> i think okay for for me the, the frag is a really good example that's a good one too mm-hmm. uh, i so fuji you know here's a guy who has done everything from million dollar contemporary art installations to design legitimately designed guitars for Eric Clapton. The shoe itself, yes, you can look at the shoe and go, okay, cool, they, they remastered a little bit of the quality's good on it or whatever, but it's just a, a royal blue black toe, you know, with the stamp on it. But, like, collaboratively, like, what that's representative of for me, for, like, you know, who Fuji is and, and his influence on so many spectrums, uh, there, isn't, uh, there isn't a tag that you could put on it. I mean, yeah, of course there's a tag you can put on it. That's too much, you know, but like if I had the funds, there's not really a tag that you could put on it where I wouldn't, I wouldn't go buy another one if I could right now. And I would say that I would also, you know, I would also go as far as to say, like back to the kind of fashion and aesthetic thing. Like if I really love the way that a shoe looks, I'm going to, whether I do it intentionally or not, I'm going to develop enough attachment to it and that I'm going to start telling my stories about why it's important. Like I don't, I, I was heartbroken and I think it had partly to do with, uh, God, who, who, who made him so cool. I don't think that social status, I did not think that that was going to happen to Igloos and Russ Pinks. And I wanted Russ Pinks so badly. If I had the funds, you're, then I'm 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 buying a five thousand dollar pair of Jordan ones and I'm wearing them. <laughs> I, I think that there are pair. I think that there are pairs that exist uh, collaborative. You know that are collabs for me. Like I'm not like I don't consider myself a big hype guy with the, like the most mainstream stuff. But uh, I really really like the Dior one. I thought that it was completely in line with what Kim Jones wanted it to be. I thought that it was. I thought that it was understated. I thought I thought everything about it was the way that it was supposed to be done, and if I had the money, that the D- the Dior one is important enough to me that that I would have it. So I think that, uh, but like I really love ready made. But when I look at that blazer, I personally I I don't like the way that it looks. Yeah, so you're the opposite. Uh, it would, yeah, it would, yeah, you know, it's the opposite. 
but I get it again. Like I get it. I totally understand why people don't, I don't think it's so heinous that I'd be like, what the fuck is anybody thinking? But for me, yeah, I don't, I don't think that there is a, it's like if I could do it without breaking my back or giving up or giving up, you know, any part of the collection, uh, those are pieces that mean something to me on my foot and in the, and in the collection that I, that I got, yeah, if, if I could, I would do just about anything for them. Alvin, are there, we'll start with you. Are there pairs that like the collaboration is meaningless, but you like the shoe so much that you're like considering it, even though the price is based on the collaboration? Like, does that happen with you too? It happened with, I mean, okay, I'm not going to lie. I love Atmos and what yeah. they do, but it happened with that shoe. I feel like the reason I loved the Atmos was because it had the elephant print, yeah. which represented right. Michael Jordan, which represents why I got into sneakers. And it's just like, and then it was an Air Max. And it was just always that one silhouette and colorway that got away from me. And I mean, I did it. I had, I got rid of some of the collection. I I had to sell pairs to buy the pair and all that good stuff. But there's definitely some things that, I mean, yeah, Atmos was a collaboration, but I mean, collabs right now it's just like they're whatever for me like they're not even anything crazy but the moment you put like brian espiritu on a nike yeah we're buying it yeah yeah i gotta cop that you know what i'm saying like it's just you're right though if this wasn't atmos it would still be one of the hottest air max ones that ever hell yeah yeah hell yeah you know what i mean like no no questions asked like it would still be one of the dopest air maxes ever and like yeah, man. And right now, in the point of life, it's just like, I mean, there are a few things that have come out where I'm just like, yo, I have to have it. But at the same time, I'm not missing a mortgage payment or yeah. like, taking food away from my family just to cop a pair of shoes. Nothing's worth that yet. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, Joel, what about you? Is there ever times where like the collaboration is just like secondary to like the actual aesthetic or the story behind the shoe where you're like i need it and you're pissed because you're having to pay the resale price of the collaboration even though you just like the shoe to wear it yeah it was a perfect example with the uh the the water spoons i was gonna say that i didn't want to say because yeah. i figured yours would be the same thing yeah yeah man so it's like i love the shoe like you know what i mean and the whole vote back thing like it just got everybody on it and and you know and and you know you had to vote for design and whatnot, and everybody like just went ham. They just went crazy, and and that was definitely one of the shoes that I voted for. And and it was like, man, like I need to have this shoe, and I ended up paying resale for it, um, but I had to sacrifice some pairs, um, plural. <laughs> so yeah, I was able to like you know chop some pairs just to get enough to to uh to get my hands on a pair of of the uh, 97 ones so it's 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 stuff like that that i just had you know you gotta do what you gotta do like if you get that yeah. itch and you know what i mean it's just gotta do it and you don't you know? care about sean Watherspoon. like you don't care about that guy at all no, of, i don't like think I, any of us really do right like no. he's not like a huge figure in our lives we're like oh my yeah. god i need it because sean Watherspoon designed it mm-hmm. yeah and it's just like it's the colors it's the materials it's it's everything. It's the Execution. color blocking. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's the way that it's, yeah, like I, you said, it's oh, well right. executed. You know what I mean? It's, I wish it wasn't attached to him. To be honest with you, after all the stuff I've been hearing about him lately. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't That's know that there was, I didn't know that we were in uh, Cancel Sean Wallerspoon. I didn't know that was uh, a thing. Oh, now. I didn't know. Right. Right. All right. 
I'll calm down. <laughs> no, I had no. I just didn't know that we were. I didn't know he was on the list of people who was also a shitty person. I I, I can't. Uh, I can't speak to it directly enough. So it would be uh, ethically irresponsible, I think. But I have some guys that I really that I really value who have that used to be employees around too. That I, I've heard a lot of stuff about how he essentially treated women and minorities during the Nike campaign mm. and what stopped him from releasing all those alternates and then uh, how he runs his stores. But again, like I, now I'm planting a seed that I can't water, but the, the guys that have gone out of their way to talk to me, like to tell me about it, like, yo, dude, you should like get rid of your Sean's. And I'm like, what? Like, you're, I'm not, I'm not getting rid of my spoons. Like, like <laughs> yeah, they mean as much, they, they mean the same thing that they do to you. Like, I think that it's a, put together, it's an incredible shoe. Yeah. But uh, it meant enough for them to go out of their way to, like, tell me these things. Wow. And some of them said they had first-hand experience. But, but again, I, how to fact-check that, I have no way to fact-check it. So, like, I don't yeah. want to be – I don't want to speak on a man's name without having more to it. But that, exactly. that had been the, the stuff that had come to me from guys that had been in and around round two and in and around uh, wow. the fallout with him with nike why he didn't keep releasing shoes with them oh shit we got the oh, good thing tmz listens to this because we got the the big, <laughs> the big news on, oh baby that's what we want that's the clickbait right there here's why Click we're canceling sean watherspoon <laughs> title oh, there we go yeah. that's the title of the episode baby let's go sean Wallerspoon is racist all right anyways so <laughs> so mac i i want to make sure that it gets done justice so i want you to be the one to do it um even though i've read your bio and i know all the things give us like the rundown you have a very long resume um so give us the rundown of all the stuff you've got your hands in right now because you're you're a busy guy I, I, I am a busy guy and I, I appreciate that. Sometimes I forget that I'm a busy guy and <laughs> it ruins everything and then I become even more busy trying to put it back together. Uh, well, long and short of it, I have been in um, operational management and, and marketing for a long time over a large entertainment group in St. Louis, so bars, restaurants, nightclubs, and that kind of led me to find out, to learn about myself that I have zero desire to do anything management-wise. Uh, or operational, but that I was really drawn to the creative side of things. Uh, I started my own creative consulting agency that I work, uh, that I run, didn't really get off the ground a whole lot, but I run it with uh, my good friend, Brandon, who's actually here with me right now and, and helps me with just about everything. Um, and in the process that drew some attention from one of the larger vertically integrated cannabis companies in, uh, in Missouri, we just got medical approved, so now I'm the marketing creative director over a, a, one of the larger uh, cannabis companies in Missouri doing everything from brand development, marketing, creative direction, all the cool, fun stuff in and around it. Um, I'm really active in uh, kind of philanthropy in St. In St. Louis in and around uh, drug recovery and drug addiction, recovery, alcoholism recovery. I do a lot of public speaking. Um, I got over in 2013 I, uh, from, from everything, all mind and mood altering substances. Boom. I believe what I believe in cannabis. I believe what can do for people. THC uh, just isn't for me. Um, CBD, Delta eight, topical THC for, for things, but, but uh, THC just, it's just a a personal choice, but I, I am a heavy advocate for it and I believe in it heavily. Um, I, uh, I, Oh, my podcast, Al, you were about to remind me to say it, but um, I, 
I, I'm a big fan of Brian S. Ritu, as you guys are. I'm a big fan of Liz Beecroft. Um, I think that this intersectionality between fashion, streetwear, uh, sneaker culture, and mental health is, you know, in, in, any, in any realm or any sphere where there's a large collection of people that connect over something, we should try and find ways to stimulate them to have, okay, like, oh, we found commonality in, in, in something that we enjoy. Uh, does it here have depression and watch, you know, 60% of the people raise up, right? So it's like, if we can click and become, you know, if like somebody like Alvin and I can become, uh, you know, what I would consider to be just off quality conversation over quantity of conversation, so somebody that I value and cherish a lot in my life, that if, if I can connect with him via sneakers to the point that I want to know what's going on with his family and I, and I want to and I want to say good morning, bro, have a good day, that if sneakers can connect us like that, when then why not, you know, try to challenge us to talk about things that are more meaningful and that can be more helpful to us in the rest of our lives so that we can return back to these things that we love like sneakers and enjoy them even more healthily and, and, and you know, enjoy the rewards of like sharing that stuff, you know, in a more bountiful way. So to do that, um, we wanted to talk about, I started a podcast called So Much Podcast with my, with my, one of my best friends, Brandon, and one of my best friends, Danny, uh, that's kind of based around uh, being the cool mental health guys. Um, it's kind of the same way that I talk about sobriety and recovery, where it's really informal from the standpoint of people that are affected by it instead of, yo, let's navigate this as social workers when we're not qualified to do so. So it's like, and it's like five sneakerheads, you know, or it's three sneakerheads inviting actual designers and actual execs and CEOs on to talk about it. So they're like, okay, so we have these medical professionals and social work professionals and social workers and counselors, uh, as well as other creatives and other guys that are affected by this stuff. And we have them come on and uh, we talk up about that uh, from any and every angle that anyone that's on the show is comfortable with. Um, and that's been something that we just started. It's not nearly as organized as structured. Well, if Danny had his way and I didn't tangent like I have this entire show, uh, <laughs> over, it would be as structured. It would be as structured as your guys' podcast. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, we already had Liz B on. If I could get Brian to answer my DMs, but most of my DMs <laughs> are just like saying, like, Yo, like, oh, that's lit. Oh, man. I'm like such a fangirl for him. Um, well, I do the same thing for Cordier, too. Satith, I hit him up left and right, uh, tell him how much I love everything that he's doing. But um, lastly, and certainly not least, uh, my best friends own a men, uh, men's and women's streetwear boutique in St. Louis. It's probably the only one of its kind, really. St. Louis is a really small market. Uh, it's called DNA. Um, DNA stands for dictate, never accept. We carry um, brands as high end as Rude and Chrome Hearts, uh, all the way, um, all the way through to more easily accessible stuff like uh, Thrasher, um, some skate gear. But it's more kind of we go for a more refined streetwear. Uh, we aren't, unfortunately, trying to get a Nike contract tier one, tier zero. I mean, even tier two, you know, we would, would sink us probably. Um, there's not a very developed shopping district in St. Louis. So 
we 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 live, survive, and thrive off of like the support of the people that really rock with us. They're making individual trips down to DNA to buy specific items. We're not living off of foot traffic or something like maybe sneaker politics or one of these places that are in high traffic zones does or Kith. Um, you know, St. Louis is a St. Louis is considered a mid-major city in, in the United States, but it's not. Uh, it's got the infrastructure for a million people, but there's only about three hundred thousand that actually live downtown. It's not very big. Um, the Cardinals and the Blues being so good all the damn time would have you fooled that it is. It's not. It's really kind of a town with. Mm a lot of big buildings that aren't really filled with anything. So being downtown is something we're really proud of that we've, you know, that we've thrived for eight years now. But uh, I have a lot of involvement kind of on the improvisational marketing influence side of things. Um, I don't have to do any of the nitty gritty tough work that Nate and Trey do. Uh, thankfully, cause I am, you know, I am that busy, but those guys stay busy with the nitty gritty and DNA is actually been another thing a conduit to connecting me to a lot of really cool people we have really great relationships with guys like Pusha T with Wale mm-hmm. uh Kenny Burns Emirate Rock Nation Nate has really put us in a lot of really great positions to win uh by having these great connections and the few athletes that do have style uh <laughs> not have style the few athletes that are fashionably active in St. Louis all shopless so we've met some pretty cool guys in the process and it, it's cool it's very cool, cool to be a representative of um. Yeah, and I drive an OA Toyota Avalon with one rearview mirror, but I got a Maserati with speakers behind me, and I'm a happy kid. <laughs> right. Damn. Damn, that's the that's the way to round out the resume. Whole. <laughs> See, I'm glad that I'm glad that you did it and not me. That's that's why I wanted to make sure you're the one who went through the uh, the list of things. Take your power over Yeah. No, it was good. It was good. So just before we, I want to get into St. Louis a little bit because it is interesting, and I didn't realize how small it was. And for anybody listening, so I I did check the population of St. Louis is 300,000 people. Just for reference, in case you were wondering, the city of Mississauga, which is a suburb of Toronto, the population of Mississauga is 830,000 people. So almost three times the size of St. Louis, which to us in Canada seems like a major city. It's tough from the outside to realize what is a major city because we are so in tune with everything about America that we just feel like everywhere is a massive place. But uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting that it is that small. Like it is, it's like you said, it's almost a town. Yeah, St. Louis is, St. Louis is contrary to what a lot of white people in St. Louis would tell you. St. Louis is mad segregated. It's actually more, you know, we're considered the gateway to the Midwest, but we're actually more, uh, uh, deep South in the way that it mm. operates, um, racially segregated. There's collegiate classes on redlining and, uh, and on the Del Mar divide, the Del Mar divide is a street that runs through St. Louis that essentially, uh, white privileged men in power decided that if you were on one side of the street, they were going to, uh, they were going to basically move anybody of privilege and anybody of wealth to the other side of the street that runs through St. Louis and let these lower income neighborhoods become all low income black. And come. and so there's the, the racism isn't, it's not front and center, but it is, but it's the plight of the actual city mm-hmm. Our city and County, unlike Chicago and some of the bigger major markets, our city and County are, uh, tax revenues are separated. So our city and county are completely separated. So 
That being said, a city that needs a million people in tax revenue to look, feel beautiful and to thrive is only getting taxes from 300,000 people, most of whom are low income. And it's a phenomenon in Missouri called white flight. As, as white families make more money, they move further and further and further out into the, to the county. And we call that new money. Um, it's new money, white people, old money, old money, rich white people stay in and around the city because they have these neighborhoods that are safely protected and these super old vintage houses and, you know, yeah, safely protected air quotes, um, like safely protected from who, you know, but, uh, that's, you know, that's another, that, that's another thing that's really important to me, you know, as a resident of St. Louis is, you know, I am a white male of privilege. And so trying to operate in vain of my privilege and connect with as many people as I can on, on any platform and, and anywhere that I can to like, try to extend this conversation in a way that it's like more receivable to people is really important to me because if, you know, I know that this is a conversation for an entire years and years worth of podcast, but you know, if there could just be some level of, people saying fuck it and coming back into the city we're right on the mississippi there was a point in time in the early 1900s st louis was on the way to being bigger bigger than chicago um we have the potential to be this like booming metropolis um but there's not a single building taller than the arch in downtown st louis it really isn't right you guys see the arch and think that it towers over a skyline like like new york's when in fact, there's not really a, there's not a building in downtown St. Louis that's higher than that. I, I want to see my story, 30 stories. Yeah. Wow. So there's your history lesson for the day. Sorry. No, hundred uh, <laughs> percent. I honestly, um, I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Don't even want to get too deep into sneakers now. Let's just jump right into the, the podcast you started, because I think that's also very important to, to the whole conversation of everything that's going on now in 2020 and beyond in 2021, obviously, and just life. But uh, so there's so much podcast, like, why did you decide to start the podcast? I know you mentioned you do um, a lot of public speaking, and you are a now eight year sober individual. So that's oh, incredible. I, I, relapsed, I relapsed right in the middle for about two months so i just got four years again at the beginning of February. beautiful hey any any time is still time man so, right, so right. what was the uh what was the reason to start the podcast because you mentioned it like the the sneaker community is so large and we're all so close like it's it's kind of cra- it's kind of weird because you mentioned like alvin like you guys talk all the time me and calby like i always mentioned from from calgary the first time i ever met him was me picking him up from the airport to bring him to my house to sleep over because he was staying in toronto for a couple days like that those kind of connections are not just everywhere um so why not elevate it just from yo did you cop any new shoes lately to like yo are you good right um so i absolutely right. love that but uh what was the uh what was the reason behind starting the podcast uh, I, I think it was kind of the same reason that I wanted to talk about drug addiction and recovery uh, was we wanted to informalize and destigmatize the conversation enough that more people were comfortable having it. Um, I think one of the things that I saw really early on with talking to high schoolers about drug addiction was, you know, I went in in a pair of Yeezys and a snapback and my pants kind of hanging off my ass and I dropped the F word in the first five seconds in a high school classroom. And all of a sudden these kids were like, yo, this isn't McGruff, the crime dog from dare. <laughs> not a narc or it's not my principal. It's not my dad. It's like, yo, this is one of us. 
And I think with the, the mental health stuff, it's uh, there's this whole culture of like uh, on Instagram and Liz Beecroft does a really great job of talking about it where, you know, there's this like pink fluff around self-care where it's like people are like, oh, self-care, I got my nails done. It's like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a form of taking care of yourself or doing something for yourself. But like self-care is, is ugly work, man. And, and, and really, you know, going to therapy and making it work is, is a whole lot different than just going to therapy and being kind of informalizing the conversation so that we're around a table, uh, you know, whatever, having, having beers or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm obviously I'm not going to have one, but you know, you know what I mean? You know, if we're informalizing the conversation, uh, where if we're going to challenge each other about, you know, like, yo, you're being dumb with that, that, your significant other or no dope bro. Don't, don't make that purchase on that car right now. You just got your credit back up, your credit score back up or whatever. If we're going to be holding ourselves accountable to these, these other things that are majorly impactful in our lives. Like at the end of the day, all of that motivation, all of that encouragement, all of that positive and negative discouragement, like all of, all of those ways that we have to influence each other. If we could just transfer some of that over to in, in just in, not managing each other's mental health, but just encouraging each other to maybe hold ourselves to a little bit higher standard of like what it actually means to take care of ourselves. Like, at, you know, the fruits that it bears for everybody, for, for the community. I mean, I, not to be corny, but like, I think about Canada. Like I, there's, there's a, there's a general, there's a general understanding you know, the whole joke that America makes about Canadians being too nice and in the universal health care. And this is a, it's a it's a cultural understanding that, yeah, there's still dickheads in Canada. And yeah, there's still racist in Canada. Yeah, there's still all this. There's still violence. But generally speaking, overall, there's there's less of it. There's a general under there's a general agreement that we're all going to be a little bit more warm and a little bit more understanding. And it leads to a higher quality of life for everyone, right? So it's like, if we're really patriots, we're not, like, like the most patriot thing in my mind is universal healthcare. Like, if you really want America to be the, this powerhouse that people think that we're supposed to be, we should be encouraging people to get sober from drugs and be the best version of themselves, not locking them up and hiding them away and vilifying them. Same with mental health. We don't need to be slapping these uh, scarlet letters on people for being bipolar. It's like some of the most powerful people in the world and influential people in the world are marred by addiction and marred by mental health issues. They've just, they're either so eccentric or so eccentric or so prodigious or, or they figured out a way to manage it. You know, that if, we just, if there was just a general understanding, if we just bumped it up even 5%. And we just did it by having informal and fun conversations about it, where it's like, yo, I'm crazy, but I'm here to talk about it. And if you, and if you are my kind of crazy, like, you know, come on in doors open. Super like, I think that a lot of, I think that a lot of good can get done because, you know, the impact that a single individual has on a community is the ripple. When you drop a pebble in the water, the tiniest pebble, you still watch a ripple go out a really long way, you know, and, and kill something large enough to stop it, stops it. And that one fucked up heroin addict kid fucks his parents up so bad that 
they take it to work with them. And then that goes to their, that goes to their coworkers, that goes to their employees, that goes to their policy making, that goes to their rules, that goes to the boss in, in an office. It fucks their little sister up so bad that she takes it out on that kid. That kid goes home and takes it out on his sibling. That sibling's an addict. And it just, you know, and if we could just re, like, rearrange that a little bit and start to massage it by having informal and more comfortable conversations that set the tone so that when you do get challenged, you're not threatened. I, you know, I, I think that I mean, we, could, we could reprogram culture. <clears throat> Crazy. In the nicest way, I don't even know how to follow that up. Like, there's, there's literally nothing I could say that would sound. I was pretty proud of that. That was, that was good. Yeah, that was good. Bro, that sounded like sounded like you had cue cards or like a teleprompter. I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's... I, I, you guys, I caught a vibe with you guys, man. I really appreciate it. Any opportunity that I have to be able to refine that means the world to me. No, absolutely. That's what I mean. Like sneakers is is really secondary. Sneakers is the reason we're here. So everybody listening to this cares about sneakers. But if you care about sneakers, you probably care about your sneaker friends. And that means you should care about more than their sneaker needs at the end of the day. So, so I think that's the thing that we should all take from this. Um, I honestly like there's, we'll have to have you back on again, like, because there's so much other stuff that you're into that we we do want to talk about. Um, I love that. There's there's nothing else that we could really follow it up that would do the conversation justice. So we're gonna. Ha- I I think that that's where we kind of have to leave it. Um, that. that was that, that was beautiful. Uh, the pandemic yeah. has hurt everybody even more. So like that again. Like check on your friends. Um, if you're having issues with anything related to literally anything that's causing you trouble, the sneaker community is always there for you. That's what Canada Got Soul has tried to build over these last eight well however many fucking years we've been doing this um Mm. so please use any avenue you think you can or you think you need um Mm -hmm. to talk to somebody because we're all here mac is here um everybody's here so they're wide open those dms are wide open there's nothing exciting absolutely he's he's not like a frank (laughs) cooker situation where you're just gonna reply to his stories and he's not gonna reply so you're gonna dm mac and he's gonna be talking more than you he's, you're gonna be like oh, i gotta block this guy now <laughs> like this guy needs medication <laughs> is he good all right um mac man this was amazing like i said we're gonna have to do this again we're gonna need a part two because there's other sneaker related things to talk about but sometimes it's bigger than sneakers and we are perfectly okay with that so so thank you mac for stopping by and we'll we'll hopefully see you again soon Absolutely. Big love, guys. Thank you so much, man. Hell yeah. So wherever you guys are taking in this podcast, please leave a comment, review, follow, and or subscribe. Make sure to check out CanadaGotSold.ca for the latest CGS merch. Peep the YouTube for our latest videos. And check out CGS Talk on Facebook to chop it up with us. Do not forget to use hashtag CanadaGotSold on Instagram for a feature. I have been Lawrence Hopkins. You can find me at LDoggyStyles on Instagram. Woof. I'm Joel Hernandez. You can find me at Joe Dooney, J-O underscore D three O's N-E-Y. My name is Alvin Quincy, and you can find me at M-I-S-T-E-R-Q and then Mars. And Mac, where can they find you? All the places they can find you. Uh, I can, I'm DNA underscore Mac, M-A-C 300 uh, on IG. I am not a Visco girl, so don't go look for me there. Uh, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Oh, same thing on Twitter. I'm DNA underscore Mac 300 on Twitter, too. And Twitter, I'm usually getting way more emails, so I have way less followers. I'm way annoying on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, like you guys, you know, like you guys said, 
if, if anybody ever needs anything, especially guidance to resources in NCA in the U.S., um, please feel free to hit me up. Or if you're more comfortable, hit up the CGS guys and uh, they'll hit me up on your behalf. But we've, we've got plenty of resources and there's plenty of people out there like us that are willing to talk about this stuff. So Hell yeah. thank you guys so much for having me on. And the podcast, once again, is the So Much Podcast. You can find it wherever podcasts are. I oh, yeah, so much underscore, what is it? So much underscore podcast? Yeah, yeah. There we go. Brandon, Brandon There we go. That's why we, got the, Brandon, that's why we got the PR, Brandon. Shout out to Brandon. Shout out to Brandon. Shout out to Brandon. There you go. Shout out to Brandon. Thank you. Thank you, Mac, and thank you for listening to us talk about sneakers yeah. for 159 episodes. Please remember to rock your kicks. This has been True to Size. We have been CGS and DNA Mac, and we are out. Peace. Fantastic. That was really good. Holy. You guys okay with, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's the Canadian, uh, how polite you motherfuckers are or not, but you let me talk too much. So, you know, really. <laughs>